There was an idea. Stark knows this. Called the Avengers Initiative. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. See if they could work together when we needed them to. To fight the battles that we never could. Phil Coulson died still believing in that idea. In Heroes. None of you asked for it, but here we are. The Super Friends are finally here. What's going on, everybody? Tonight, finally, after all this time and all this hype and a lot of rescheduling, we are all here. My name is Travis. I'm here with Colin with Trackwalk RC Podcast. With us also is Jay and Adam from That Scale RC Show. And Probably our best sounding guest of the night is going to be Tim Smith from the TSR Speed Shop podcast. How's everyone doing? Doing good. Good. Yeah. Good. I, I didn't know we were all friends, so that's news to me. No, we are. Oh. I don't know any of you. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be friends with everybody, but it doesn't seem to work out. Uh, <laughs> all you can do is try. Uh, so what's going on, guys? Oh, God. Um, well, I had like two almost solid days of sleep after this last weekend. That was exciting. Yeah, you you worked your ass off coming up to this <laughs> this whole weekend and then all weekend you were just go go go. So Dude, I you, crashed so hard. It was crazy. You're gonna need a, a week or two to recover. And an IV and yeah, it's been <laughs> nuts. <laughs> but aside from that, good. Yeah, Hobby Expo was insane. We're going to recap that like next week, but what is an amazing amount of just energy that was expended this weekend. It was insane. I've never seen so many people like packed into a building before and to have like all disciplines of RC. I did my first drag pass this weekend too, which might have been my favorite part of the whole weekend. I'm so jealous. Oh, it was so sick. It was on like a terrible piece of uh, a terrible piece of concrete too. Like it was super wavy like I think one of them, one of the cars almost flipped over. I think Brett's like Trax's conversion, like caught a bump sideways and like almost tumbled just right there. Send but it. it was, it was pretty ridiculous. I did one pass on Tyler's uh, SC6 based uh, no prep and I was hooked. I'm like, yeah, I have to get one now. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I was so busy all weekend. I didn't even get out to see them, but I saw them all in the pits and on the tables and stuff. And man, they look awesome. Which nice hey, ones. hey Tim, I have a question for you. Sure. So on your show, 
uh, either this last episode or the episode before you guys were talking about all the crazy tire stuff that people are trying to do to the no prep cars. And you guys were thinking about getting rid of wheelie bars. Do you think that might happen? Uh, what? No. <laughs> Mostly because if I make like that, I mean, my gosh, the internet will hang me. But I think it's a great idea. I think it would, uh, yeah, I think it would even the score again. You know, the whole, when we started a few years ago, the whole idea, you know, of the no prep thing, the tire being the equalizer was, was based on the fact there really weren't any. Like, you had to run buggy tires. There really wasn't, there weren't these pro-line belted or any of this kind of stuff out. And so it was very even. Like, you certainly couldn't. You could prep them and do stuff to them, but even that hadn't evolved very far. Um, but now, you know, I know of people uh, prepping to a very high degree, including myself. Uh, and so I don't know. I kind of – I mean, I'm doing it because I have to do it to compete. Right, if I'm gonna go to Vegas to this this race Tyler's putting on, it, like the end of February, or whatever. I mean, that's a hundred dollar buy-in race. Uh, there's gonna be a pretty good amount of people. I'm figuring it's gonna be about a twenty-five hundred dollar win, and wow. so yeah, and so uh, I'm not gonna go there not prepped, you know, not have everything like as good as I can make it. And so yeah, my tires will be, there'll be some kind of prep on them. Obviously, the rules are you can't leave any marks or anything like that on the ground, but. You can certainly get tires really soft and tacky without them leaving junk all over the ground. So if there was no wheelie bar, yes, I couldn't do it because the, this thing would just flip over or it would have to have 16 pounds of weight on the nose, which I guess you could probably do too. I don't know. I don't know, but I think it'd be better. <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> like the idea of not having wheelie bars because then it's more like, you know, just street outlaw type stuff. You know, yeah, like semi-street little cars. They do that at some races. I mean, that is a a class, I guess you call it, quote unquote, and for real cars. I mean, not for, uh, right. for real cars. Um, so yeah, it's a thing, and I would imagine it's the same kind of thing. Is that you just you can only put so much power down when you don't have a wheelie bar to control it. You know, right. So I kind of like that too. It adds another dimension of of difficulty, but. I mean, come on, think about that. If I add a rule that does nothing but make things more difficult, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I just made them try to control what was getting out of control, and they lost their bananas on it. So, I mean, what kind of... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's time for uh, multiple classes, but I hate that, too, because I think you just, you know, you just thin the punch out then. So, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. You- you don't want to saturate it because, I mean, every other discipline is suffering from that issue right. and you don't want drag racing to follow the same path. And the thing that's like scaring me is that we're already starting to see a lot of those things and people making those kinds of suggestions without ever having made a pass. And <laughs> so, that's what that's what I'm kind of worried about. <laughs> yeah, I had some guy right before we recorded. Um so he asked me some. He he had some generalized question in some post or something. This is you know this is always the worst thing I do is I'm just scrolling Facebook and I see someone with a question and I know the answer so I'm like hey man do this right and I see someone post something like no 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 you don't want to do that holy cow this guy lost his shit on me and so then I, <laughs> I actually had to write to him like hey man I mean in the post I'm like hey man 
be honest with me. Did I did I say something to make you that mad, or yeah, like what was it? Because obviously I'm pissing some people off, and I gotta fix this shit. And so he writes back and says, "No, I was having a bad day. Sorry, I took it out on you." Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I hope you have a better day, dude. That's all I can tell you. But I mean, man, oh man, everybody, why are we so? Take it easy. It's all. Uh, about, it's, it's all about your pleasure. Believe me. There's, there's lives on the line and people's incomes and everything else, dude. It's, I know. No, because you know what it is. Is it's just this day and age. Everybody's entitled, and they feel that just because they can get on here and whine, that that means that's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I even ran into issues because you know the there's people that I mean, because I I run as I mean I don't know if everyone out there knows, but I I. Me and a couple people, friends of mine, jotted the idea around, which you guys probably, if you listen to my show, you heard it, come out there, this whole idea for the no prep thing, you know, based on the fact we didn't have a track anymore, so what are we going to do? Well, let's do this. And so we come up with this idea, you know, the no prep and all that, never really expected it to do any more than just give us something to do for a while. And... And then it, it really started going crazy. Some guys up north got a hold of the idea, and some guys in Arizona got a hold of it, and then it just started spreading from there. Um, you know, it, I never intended for it to be like this at all. I mean, I, not, not even a little bit. I just thought it was for us, and so it just sort of turned into something. So I kind of got stuck in this role of being in charge of it. But what happened was I became very protective of it because I've been around RC for 30-plus years, and, like, I... I've seen so many classes come and go, and I have a pretty good idea why it happens. And like you guys said, saturation, you, you complexize these rules. Complexize, that's my own word I just made up. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you do that to the rules. I mean, all these kinds of things, you know? And I know it still has a shelf life, but I'm trying to preserve it. I'm trying to keep it really pure. And, and, and if you're in here to mess it all up, don't be. That's not cool. Go away. Do something else. I mean... But I've had guys that you know that run MPRC groups that follow our rules, just laying <clears throat> laying into me like, dude, how can you change this rule? I'm gonna allow this. I'm gonna allow this. I'm like, well, I mean, you're not an MPRC track then if you're gonna do that. Getting so mad at me, and it's like, okay, first off, <clears throat> I don't I don't charge anything. You, you just you, all I ask is you use our rules. That's it. If you're gonna call yourself this name, use our my rule because you're gonna use my name for promotion. So, use my rules. I mean, why is that so hard? Why is that so... Like, people get really mad and offended by that. How dare you tell me to use your rules? How dare you? <laughs> you don't even let us have a word in on, on these rules. Well, no, because you're all nincompoops. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're fine. <laughs> I don't care who you are. If you're in this thing racing, then you're competitive-minded at some level. And so, it, at the end of the day... Your mind is always going to be looking for a competitive advantage for yourself. I don't care how selfless you say you are. And why it was so easy for me to hold these rules tight was because I really wasn't racing it. I was just trying to come up with an organization for my guys to race in. I didn't really plan to race it that much. So I can step away from it and see where, okay, we got to keep it inside these confines. And if we do, it's going to be really good for a really long time. Don't F it up. But yeah. You know, that's all I can do is, is ask, and people get really mad at me, and, you know, then we're not going to race your thing. We're not going to be your name. Okay, I mean, all right. I mean, I guess that's $0 more a month I'm going to be 
getting. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. I, mean, I don't know what to tell you when you tell me that. Like, okay, cool. I mean, well, oh, and it's like calling me up, going, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna go and uh, have Burger King tonight for dinner." Okay. I mean, well, okay. What do you want me to do with that exactly? I mean, that's cool for you, I guess. It doesn't have any effect on me. I mean, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the thing that we're having here is, and I realize like we kind of need to figure out a way to cater these people to, you know, cater to them. But we've got the dudes coming out of the woodwork with like their success arma that wants to be doing drag racing and all this stuff. And like what we're trying to do is build a no prep scene, and there's like all this kind of the basher subculture that is wanting to have a place in it for them too. And so mm -hmm. like, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to lead to like a wrong what you brung class and these guys will get stomped by some two cell slashes and then change their minds and, you know, build a car. I, I don't know. I'm hoping that's what's going to happen, but I, I don't know if that's something you've encountered, you know, through this process either. I mean, I have, and, and I'll tell you the, the thing is, and I've been guilty of it in the past. Almost everybody's been guilty of this in the past, but making a change or an adjustment for one person who says they want to come race is the single worst thing you can do to your racing organization. Oh, yeah. It is the single worst because even if the person comes and races, now you've set a precedent that you allow this kind of bullshit to go on, mm -hmm. and if they don't come and race, then you're an idiot. Because you change your rules for somebody who had no allegiance to your group instead of the people who... Where's the guy who was the first one out here to show up with a car that fits in the rules? That's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy exactly. whose ass I want to kiss. Because he's the one who was like, okay, I see your rules. I get it. I'm going to build one of these. I'm going to come out and race with you because that sounds like a good damn time. I'm yeah, not which is awesome. And go, well, I want to do this, though. But I want to do this. Great. It's a hobby. Go do that. But we're not a hobby. We're a race organization. There's a difference here. Yeah, that's go that's the thing that walk. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, go hobby. Yeah. It's great. Come out to the race, set up your little table, put your hobby car out, and show it off, and let people walk by and point at the cool shit you built on there, and the lights, and the horns, and the nitrous bottle, and whatever you stuck in it. I don't give a shit. But let everybody see it and enjoy it, and that's cool. But we're not changing the freaking rules because you feel like your tires need to stick out. Like <laughs> what the hell? That's stupid. So everybody else out here has to accept the fact that we just change the rule because you won't spend thirty-five dollars on a body. Because yeah. people tell me, "Well, I, no, I can't. I can't buy a body, really, because you just bought a three hundred and fifty-dollar car <laughs> and a, a two hundred-dollar charger and another probably hundred in batteries." I mean, you don't tell me you didn't show up with an easy up, a table, a chair, some other bullshit along the way. I mean, come on, man. Well, I think well, someone bought a thirty-five-dollar body. Don't forget yeah. that four hundred dollar eye charger. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, that's crazy. It's it's. I mean, it's BS is what it is. And you just have to. This is where I get in trouble because you just have to call it out. Be like, come on, this is this is ridiculous. What are we doing here? What yeah. we're doing? What we and and I don't know. I don't know everyone's political makeup in this group, but I'm going to throw this out there. But we are doing what we've allowed to happen in this country. Man, I'm getting on a soapbox. Here we go. And okay. we, we we've allowed you know, the 1% to rule the 99. And 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 this and look what you get. So, okay. Okay, yeah. you don't like it, right? No, we don't. None of us do. We all think it's ridiculous. We have rules being placed on us that none of us have anything to do with. They don't affect our, I mean, they're not part of our lives. Like, this is ridiculous. Okay, this is no different. This Very is no, true. 
we're all people. We're all part of the same society, and we're going to run into people that have the same mentality. And if we back down and allow things to change because of the one or two people that complain about it, then we're the failure, not them. It, the stupid part about it, too, is that it the difference is in RC that people have the power to have the like make that initiative to go out and do something like that if that's what they want to do. But instead, they'd rather complain and bitch and moan and make the whole group conform to them rather than setting out to do it themselves for the people who don't want to do that. Like that's that it's all complaint but no initiative, and it's like this kind of recurring cycle. In thirty plus years of racing RC cars, competitively racing RC cars all around the world at every level possible. I have never, never, ever, ever, that's N-E-V-E-R, <laughs> E-V-E-R, ever seen the one percenter stay around. Ever. I've never seen him convert over and be around. Never. They come in like a cancer. They wreak havoc. They undermine. They F all up. They cause trouble. They cause rifts. They cause drama. They cause people to quit and not come back. They cause friendships to be disrupted and ended, and then they vanish like the meteors that they are. They come in all bright and shiny and glowing like they want to be a part of it all, and they're so awesome, and they dig right in, and then they eat it alive and leave. And, yeah. and people don't see it happening, and it's terrible. I mean, it's ter That's one of the best you know, analogies I've ever heard. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't agree more. All right, I'm well, done with your kids. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> That's the show, everybody. <laughs> That's it, man. I mean, where do you go from here? That's it. Well, I was just going to chime in on, on what you were saying because actually we kind of saw it firsthand because we recently just had that event down at JJ Customs in San Jose, and I think part of it too is its laziness. It's like there was people that showed up, and like you said, they show up with these, like, like these armas and stuff, and they're like, you know, no, like we – if you read the post and you didn't just skim through and read that it said drag racing and that there was a $20 buy-in, if you actually read the post, then you would have known that it, you know, there were rules to follow. You can't just show up. So I did it right there on the spot. I told enough people that, look, this is what we're doing. If you guys want to race afterwards when nobody's competing anymore, you guys do whatever you want. You want to do call-outs, go for it. You do whatever you want. But when we're running our – setup this is what needs to be done and this is how we're doing it so, yeah. so it was just that simple i mean i had another guy who actually messaged me the night before and he was asking if it was okay if he could run i forget what he had but it was a basher car and he's like is it okay if i run this and i said i'm sorry we have rules i can't change them you know like that's the way it is i said if you want to come out and run i'll let you run my car elio's got two cars you want to run one of his he'll let you run one of his but you can't you know you just won't be able to race with that and the mistake that people make is that when you tell someone that, they think you're being malicious, that right. you just don't like them, or you're trying to, you know, put them down, or whatever the case is. Where it's just like, no, like, like you said, like we 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 agreed on a set of standards, we agreed on a set of rules. If you don't like them, that's fine. We didn't ask you to, but don't come here telling us to change yeah. them. Like you can go do that at literally any other point. Nobody's going to stop you. Yeah. We're not going to come to your place right. and do the same thing. Like it's it's that easy. Right. Yeah. It's, it's simply that easy. I want to come in here and tell you guys how to live your lives and how to have your fun. What? What? Right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You show up. They just come button right in, man. Just right there. <laughs> you, you guys are going to have to excuse my ignorance of all of this a little bit, but um, when you have these events, is it strictly one class and uh, 
you know, the no prep class, or do you have multiple classes where somebody could come with the ready to run Arma or whatever it is, and then they run a bracket class or run a, a run what you brung class or something like that. Um, I mean, I'll answer like yeah, our rate. So basically, ours, I put it straight up that we were following MPRC rules. That means that it was short course based, two wheel drive short course based, 2S LiPo only, no LIHV batteries. Uh, there was no motor limit, but because um, un my understanding is there really isn't a motor limit as far as these cars go. Um, right. But that was it. We said those are the guidelines. So we didn't say, yeah, we're going to have a run what you brung. We just said if you want to enter our race, which is the following those rules, the MPRC rules, that's what you have to meet. There's, you know, And I mean, like I said, there were people that showed up and they had those cars, like I was just saying, and they're like, well, can I race this? And I turned them down right there. When they tried to buy in, I said, you can't. This is what you have to do. If, you know, the, It was up for over a month. If you guys, you know, read the post, this is the way it's supposed to go. Um, our first event we ever did where we kind of were, like, goofing off, people were running whatever they wanted. Some people were running four-wheel drive slashes, but we weren't as organized, and we didn't say it was MPRC. We just said drag racing. This time, we stuck to what we were, you know, what basically Tim has put in place, and we're trying to, you know, follow those rules um, in that style of event. So to answer your question, no, I don't really do any kind of, like, classes like that because unless the whole community wants to be there all day and kind of like break it down, it's it's kind of hard because you also never know what you're going to get. If you just set with one class, then you know that the people that are showing up are going to have are going to meet that requirement, then you're going to be able to race. If you have two people show up that kind of like just bring whatever, well, then they're kind of like in their own class and it's like kind of pointless because they'll just you know, one pass and they're done, you know, whereas like we had, I think we had like 16 drivers, so we actually were able to have a good bracket to get down to the winner. Okay, yeah, we, right. you know, you you guys live in the Mecca, and you're down there where, where it's it's big. In, in areas like here where it's, it's really new, the drag racing side of it, uh, if we were to have an event, let's say, in two weeks, we'd probably have maybe 10 cars come out, and then the rest would be, you know, we'd have a, a lot of other people that would come out with probably whatever cars they've got, and uh, instead of turning them away, we'd probably want to make a class or something so that you're not just standing there with 10 other guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably do a run what you brung class, and I, I could see, you know, like, I mean, and the reason why mostly is just it's Brett and Brenda's baby, you know, and they don't want to really tell anybody no. Right. But I think uh, the way we're going to have to explain it to people is like, you know, we're not going to let you take an X-Max out on the carpet course and race novice class with everybody, you know, like that's not going to happen. So, you know, you guys can have, you know, a run what you brung class. If guys with the no prep cars actually want to race with you, then, you know, cool. But, you know, it'll just be your guys' thing, and it's more kind of a sideshow than something we're really paying attention to with all this. And uh, what I'm hoping is, like I said earlier, that they're going to see, you know, these cars just destroying everybody that are on, you know, two-cell purpose-built ones, and then that's what they're going to want to build. So I'm kind of crossing well, my fingers there. 
Right. And the way that I look at it is that if they're in that position where we do put a run what you run class in and they're still going like, man, I you know, I really want to do this no prep. I really want to get that style of car. Well, it's like, well, they they obviously have no problem spending the money to do all that when they spent the money on, you know, the, the run what you run cars or a lot of them are off-road crossovers or are going to be just like a lot of the crawler guys are at Die Hard. So I, I feel like people are going to get converted really quickly once they come out and see what it's all about. Yeah, just like the crawlers, exactly, yeah. Well, I was going to say, if I were you guys, I would try, try to push the no prep stuff. Like, don't right. I wouldn't make your focal point being like, oh, there's going to be a run with you brung. Right, like, right. The focal is this, but if enough people show up, yeah, you know, maybe we'll put something together. But, you know, go from there. Because if you give them the option to be lazy, you know they're going to be lazy. Well, yeah, and now with the the ease of getting into this now, like it's it's it associated came out with the car now, and it's easily you know less than half as hard to put one of these together now. You can just buy one and exactly. put a normal electronics in, get a tire body. So, I mean, like it's all really straightforward. It's less complicated than building almost any other discipline of RC now. I'll, I'll tell you in terms of getting started. I'll tell you a little bit of the background and how. Like the rules for MPRC, I mean, uh, Adam kind of went down and pretty, pretty thoroughly. You know, it, it's a short course truck. It's got to have shocks. It's got to have a, you know, a gearbox. You know, a three gearbox transmission. You can't put a belt drive or something like that. You know what I mean? It's supposed mm-hmm. to be a stockish car as much as possible. People right. put short arms so they fit into the bodies and they look better. I get it. Um, any motor, any speed control to sell because the rubber tire is the great equalizer. Um, I prefer that a track, you know, or a race group or whatever doesn't use anything on the tires. I think clean, dry tires do a burnout and go is the best way to keep a an even, consistent uh, group of racers. But that's kind of up to, you know, we've never really controlled that, obviously. I mean, realistically, I can't control anything. People can do whatever they want, wherever they want. So, um, But the idea of just the single class, because it was just our group out here, and we... Uh, when we were still running a lot of one cell pro stock and those kinds of things, we would meet up on Saturday nights in some of the industrial parks and and race each other for you know ten twenty bucks a, a hit, and um, and so the idea was a single class because that's how we would run it. We all run against each other, and we wanted to be able to kind of knock it out in a couple hours on an evening if we wanted to. So you you know you certainly don't want these big. Uh, elaborate sets of different classes and all this kind of stuff. Right. And, and so we really broke it into kind of two basic things. We had a top 10 list, which is pretty straightforward. You know, you beat everybody, you're on the top, and down we go from there. And um, and a cash day. And so what we would do is we'd show up on a Saturday. We would, uh, we'd normally run our cash day first. So you had a couple of hits on the track before you had to go and defend your spot on the top 10. And then we do our top 10 list. And then usually I'll shuttle off to Denny's and eat some breakfast and have a good time. So that was kind of all it was. I mean, it's it's pretty simple like that. I do agree with Adam and those guys too. You'll be shocked how many people will start getting into these cars. Um, but I also agree that when you're first bringing people out, yes, you want to bring whatever you can. The issue you guys are going to run to if you don't have a timing system is you have no way to equalize an Arma against you know some much slower car to, you know, so that the race is at least enjoyable for both people. Right. Um, competitive. That's where you're going to run into the problem, and that's where y- you could sell to a lot of these guys, look, this is the class we run. It's flashlight, heads up, here we go. We all run the same things. So, 
it's fun and competitive. I mean, you can bring your other car out, but we, like they were saying, you, we, we don't have a way for you to race. I mean, we'd let you race, but what are we supposed to do? You can't run heads up against us. That's not fair. And if we try to set up a bracket tree, well, we don't have one. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that was the whole point of it too, was to be simple. We wanted to go race and not have a tree or timing system or any of that stuff. You know, that's it. Just go race cars against each other. Which is rad. That part of it really appeals to me. <laughs> Just the time. simplicity of it, you know. Yeah, that's like and it. that's it too. It's so simple, and I mean, we're we are so blessed right now that it got popular and the manufacturers got on board because we have so many awesome bodies and tires and now a whole car to choose from. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty phenomenal in, in a two year or I mean what the MPRC, I think we actually put a page up about two years ago, maybe when, when, when it just seemed like we need to do something because people are asking me a lot of questions and I need to direct them somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, in two years, it's a pretty short cycle. Man, that thing has really, it has really grown on its own to some extent and brought in, you know, the industry along with it to support it. And I mean, now it's here. Now it's here. Yeah, exactly. It's that here. trips me out that there's a ready-to-run drag yeah. car. I mean, like that still blows me away. That's just so cool. It's nuts. Well, if if somebody like myself that is very heavily into crawlers can get into it, then I know anybody can get into it. Yeah. Well, they're fun because you can race it anywhere. Like I do, a, I do more hits in front of my house on my uphill street than anywhere. You know, <laughs> you can just take it out and do a couple hits. Like, woo, there it goes. You know, if you go the other direction, it's downhill, right? Yeah, but it doesn't go as good downhill. Well, <laughs> uphill loads a lot better. Trust me. Fair enough. I know people have asked me like, "Oh, yeah, I'm gonna race downhill." And you go for it, dude. I'll be racing uphill. Have a good time. Uphill, <laughs> baby. Load that thing up. <laughs> okay. Um. Why don't I get into some questions real quick? Because I tried to keep these low key, otherwise we'd be here all night. But we still got a pretty decent amount. So let me go ahead and just roll right into these. So uh, the first question from Elliot Chappelle is: Which one of you is the coolest? Well, I think we all know the answer to that. Tim Smith. That would be Tim Smith. Wow, <laughs> you guys in the running. We we are just mere mortals in the presence of the God. <laughs> kind of, this kind of stuff that gets people pissed off at me. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, well, how could how could people get pissed off when the when the rest of the people in this conversation unanimously agreed that Tim Smith is the coolest? They still will. They'll be emailing Max Amps tomorrow. <laughs> I promise you. It's because they feel invalidated. Now. <laughs> I cannot join this conversation any longer. That's <laughs> well, no, none of us have been anywhere near 200 miles an hour, so. Yeah, I've yeah, been near it. Not that so. cool. Yeah. That's why I said near it. But. Only been near. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chris, Chris Trudeau asks, um, well, defend why you think your preferred racing style, off-road crawling drag, is the best. I don't know if we any of us really have an opinion on that actually, but I don't know. What do you guys think? It's all rad. I think that it's just all cool. The fact that we can all do it at ease is all like is cool. Yeah. Before you couldn't really do that. Yeah, honestly, the and, only thing wrong with off road, it seems, I don't know because I don't do it, but it seems that some of the people they all seem to argue with each other all the time. So 
Other than <laughs> that, it seems like a pretty fun thing to go do. No comment. People can't get along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all of us that ruin it. It's not the cars. True. Um, Jeremy Kim asks, will you guys ever race outside your specific style of racing, uh, off-road, crawling, drag, etc.? Um, well, who's the... Adam, are you the only one that is kind of the crawling only? I do a lot of crawling. I just recently got into the to the drag racing, um, and that's really about it. I've, I don't. That's pretty much all I run, and that basically just comes from the fact that I kind of have a crawling background with like real vehicles. Um, I used to take my truck all the time, and that's kind of how I got into crawling. Whereas, like you know, I know there's a lot of people. And this isn't true for everybody, but I know there's a lot of people that come from like a, you know, like a streetcar background, so they get into the drag racing for those reasons as well, or racing in pe- in general. So for me, I guess you could say like, I mean, yeah, I kind of got out of the, you know, what is my comfort zone uh, to do something that's fast because I'm used to going super slow. So um, that was a little out of my comfort zone. That's fair. Tim, you never did off-road, but you did on-road for a number of years amongst pretty much everything else, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. On-road. Didn't do off-road. I've never done off-road. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I never competitively raced it. I've driven a buggy on off-road, in off-road. I've just never raced it. Okay. Yeah, I think I've done okay. almost everything else. Helicopters, planes, boats, you name it. I think, yeah, between all of us, we're all pretty much spread across the board as far as everything we've done. I think every, I don't think there's an RC discipline we haven't done. Maybe, oh, yeah, no, no, everything. Have you guys done, I anybody think, done tanks? No. Battles? No, um, I had tanks. When I, was, when I was younger, my dad bought a set of tanks where you actually had, um, they had, like, these little, like, lasers in them, so you'd, like, have to, like, shoot at each other, and then once you got hit, like, three times, the driver would eject out of the seat, but oh. that's, as close, that's as close as I got to tank battles. There's a place near me down in San Diego where uh, I follow them on Facebook, and there's a, a group of guys, you know, and they all have their little tanks, and I guess they go out and have some kind of little battles. I don't know, but I'm fascinated by it, and... I, the only reason I haven't gone is because we all know me, and dude, I'll have a tank. Like I know I would not leave there without one. I'll be like, dude, I gotta have a tank. <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever seen. You'll have the, the fast does sound tank. Pretty rad. Yeah, Maybe whatever, the- whatever. <laughs> you know, it would be a fast tank, huh? That'd be terrible. <laughs> you can't bring your tank out anymore. It's too damn fast. No, come on, man. <laughs> no, honestly, I could see Tim geeking out and having like the full-on helmet on and be like all ready oh, to go. Yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> so into it. I'd be so. I'd have a whole uniform and everything. <laughs> yeah. Great. Couple couple years down the road, we'll be having this podcast about tanks, not drag cars. <laughs> I'm telling you, I tell my wife all the time. I go, when you see me start putting in the model railroad, it's over. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> over yeah you see me out there sprinkling that green shit on the hills trying to make them look like they have grass it's all done yeah <laughs> oh no no, that's funny um elliot Chappelle also asked which type of rc do you think is easier to get into cost the least slash easiest to learn oh, no, no prep. prep right now i mean it seems so easy yeah i mean you just yeah. pulled the trigger right <laughs> Wow, <laughs> dude, that's it. Especially if you associate it. got a gyro. You definitely don't have to do anything. Just there hold it and watch it go away. Perfect. <laughs> it's gonna go away in one direction or another. One way or another, but it'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I do have to agree with Tim only for the fact that is like if you look at that. Um, I think the price is what mid three hundred for the team associated car. 
Yeah, I think so. You see, I want to say your your basic decent crawler starts at about four four fifty. So yeah. that's why, yeah, I'd have to say the drag would probably be the cheapest and easiest to get into. Yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah. Okay, I, cat's out of the bag, obviously, because I've had the a test beta version of this car for a, a while now. Like, whew, I don't know, maybe six months or more. I've had this car, and uh, it, it's a great car. Like, right out of the box, it works. It goes pretty dang straight. You can put a, a pre I could put more power in this car than I ever could the 55 that I had. I don't know why. It's just a better car all the way around. I mean, this mine is still completely stock as far as the transmission and all that goes. Um, the only thing I've done is, you know, obviously I have my own motor and speed control. I have a, I have a Tekken motor and speed control in it, um, but... Dude, it's a great car. So for three and a quarter or three fifty, whatever it is, yeah, you you absolutely can pull that thing out of the box and go racing, and, and come to a no prep race, and it's it's completely a hundred percent legal. And uh, I mean, dude, <laughs> it's rad. So it, it comes ready to run with motor and speedo and everything. Yes, sir. And what what kind of motor? Like, what is uh? I, believe I, ask. A, I think it's a 3300 kV censored four pole. Oh wow! Okay. That's what it is. Um, Holy shit! So it's going to yeah. be fast. It's pretty good. It's probably really fast on three cell. Uh, I know that the one they brought out here to our track, it was on a prep track, but it was running. Uh, it was running, you know, 260, 270 or so. I would say somewhere in that range so it was I mean it's it needs tuning and you know I mean to me yeah if you're going to run with guys that are running you know 2.3 kind of times and in, in the 60 mile an hour range I mean top guys I guess um, sure you're going to need to really lean on it I mean my car's got a lot of stuff in it to go that yeah. fast you know I had a lot of tuning on it um, but I, you know I don't know. I've actually. Uh, I, I'm gonna. Let, I'm gonna let a little bit of a cat out of the bag. We're gonna record tomorrow night, and this is part of my show stuff. But I, I'm gonna talk about it here because I think it's interesting, and I and I think it'll come up as our question or somewhere in there. But I've been playing with four pole motors. I, as you guys probably know, I I drive for Tekken, so you can email them tomorrow and tell them I'm a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I've but I've always run two pole censored motors. Like that's my game. Like, I love that motor. I can make speed. I can make power. I can make everything out of that motor. And so I got down to where I was running a 4.5, a four um, you know, just Raider Gen 3 motor. But I just didn't like how it was launching. It's too much RPM. And, and I just kind of was fiddling around with it. So I was talking with Ty at Tekken and telling him, hey, man, because he'd messed with some four poles. Like, I want to try those because I, I, I have an idea. And so... A couple days later, he sends me every freaking four pole they have. It just a box shows up full of them. And so my idea is this, though. I'll, I'll tell you this. This is this is my theory right now of testing for my my street outlaw car. Is I'm basing a lot of my thought on the short time I ran the Trexus funny car. That's a 2400 four pole non-censored motor. Okay, it's a really low KV you know, motor for two cells. But I could make that thing run 2.3 pretty easily. It's running rubber tires, the same basic ones we're running, right? Same size and all that. They're a little harder. Um, 
But I thought, you know, the thing was, because it was such low KV, I could really, really soften the launch to where it was walking out pretty mildly, and then it was pouring it on all the way down the track way more evenly because it was there's not that burst of RPM happening. You know, it's a much slower mm -hmm. grind. And so right now I have the 3100 in, in my car, um, and hopefully this weekend... I'm going to get some more testing. I've been doing a little bit of testing. I've actually kind of current, I've sort of made a new dyno that will support my Street Outlaw car now. I want to win that Vegas race, so don't. <laughs> I'm putting in an effort. Um, but I think, I think the magic is going to come around 3,000 to 4,000 kV in a four-pole censored uh, motor. That's are where you, I think it's going to be. Are you running the Pro 2 then? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes, these okay. are Pro 2s. Okay. Yeah, and I haven't even gotten into rotors yet. That's where I'll go next. But, um, I mean, I, I'm taking so much power out of this thing. And, but I've got it now where even up my street, like I, was, I think we were talking about earlier, you know, it's uphill. Um, it, it'll spin, but I can control it really well now. I can control the spin, I mean, the wheel spin. And I can pour it in, and because, you know, because I can put timing wherever I want, I can cram that timing in you know, 15 feet out, 10 feet out, and then it just runs its ass off. So, I don't know. I think there's magic there, man. That's where I think it is. I don't think it's in the two-pole. I think it is in the four-pole, and I think it's in a really low KV number, which people probably don't think to go there, you know? So. Right. Right, you're adding boost and that sort of stuff into it, or no? Yeah, and that's yeah, and that's where I'm making up for the lack of KV. And yeah. that's one of my ideas. Like, okay, I'll use the la I'll use low KV so I can get it out of the hole to where it's not just out of control on a beast. Right. And I'm not I, basically I'm going to try to control the wheel spin, you know, for the first you know eight to ten feet, and then I can start layering my boost and or turbo, however I want to do it from there, and try to build it. And right now it. The thing is with the four poles because they'll carry so much gear, um, it makes. I mean, it's making over sixty miles an hour now, no problem. I'm like, ooh, it's got like a lot of mile an hour on the top end, and so now I've got this soft launch and huge mile an hour at the other end. So I'm just working the center to get it to build a little better power in the middle of the track, and then, I mean, dude, this is good. I think I can get a car down to a two zero. Is what I'm thinking. That's rad. I'm gonna show. Wow. I, I want to show you take it for the car that is so fast. No one has a chance. It's too bad there isn't like something like live RC that you guys could have for something like that. Because if yeah. there was a live broadcast of the Vegas race with as much we'll hype as it's got, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It would be nice if we had out at our track out here for a short time. They had cameras set up, and they just they were just you know dumb cameras that were just running the whole time. Mm -hmm. But so many people came to me like that's awesome because we can just hop on there for a few minutes and watch them racing and you know it's it's good time so yeah we'll I, I love that I wish more people would do stuff like that whether it's crawling comps or events like the the live feed stuffs where it's at I know we have all this free awesome way to put this information out and this stuff out to people we should all take advantage of it oh absolutely well it's it's like diehard how they've done their uh the videos and stuff, and yeah, you, exactly. you can do the same thing and, and set up a camera or two and mm -hmm. and have it going over live RC, which I think you have to pay whatever a month for your subscription. But you, even YouTube Live would be cool. Yeah, yeah. you know, like you could do it. At, yeah, 
Well, so we what we're using to push that out at Die Hard is this. Uh, it's a freeware um, called OBS that uh, that English Colin turned me onto that we're gonna <laughs> start using for our podcast eventually. Um, but that's how they're getting the push out from their cameras to they can and that's how they can get it to like facebook and live rc and any platform you just basically have to pick so if you don't want to pay for live rc you can do that and you can add those overlays and everything without any additional software cost really so that's how he's getting it to look all dialed yeah yeah besides ticker and stuff at the top yeah the only software we're paying for at diehard is the live rc stuff itself that's pretty rad that's it. Everything else is freeware, and then obviously the camera donations play a big part into it. And but... having a little British dude that knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, basically. So it can be done. It's just someone's got to do it. I hope everybody just decides this is the year that they're just going to take everything to the next level and make it super accessible for the public to check out because I think we're at a point now where we really need that. Um. So yeah, so I know that we have Tim who's um, who's trapped for time. Oh, so, okay, I didn't realize that. So, do we want to get any final questions in for him? Uh, yeah. Let me let me take a look and see if we've got any that are. I I have a real quick question. Is there going to be another speed run attempt? Dude, I hope so. I have two cars sitting right here ready to go. My problem has been getting runway access. Um, the runway that I've been using in years past, um, I don't know what's going on there, honestly. I don't know if, if they're just tired of me or if they're just really busy, like they have more activity than they used to. It's basically a runway that was being used, or an airport that was being used mostly for crop dusting uh, planes. They just, I mean, they would come in like every five minutes, on, off, on, off, as fast as they could land. It was the craziest thing. I don't know. But anyways... So I don't know. I've asked a few times. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll put together a schedule, figure out some dates, and send them to you, and then nothing. So yeah. I've reached out a number of times to the point now where I feel I actually feel uncomfortable. You know, like, hey, man, right. what's going on? You know, so yeah. Are are you like know. Southern California, or where are you right now? Southern California, but I mean, I'll go anywhere. Drag to race. So are you very far from somewhere like Edwards Air Force Base or something like that? Uh, a couple hours, but I would go there. Because I know they had like a moto track there, and they were all about any kind of motorsports. And so, uh, I mean, this was a long time ago. It's probably gone now. But that might be worth hitting up. Yeah, the problem with a place like that, a lot like Edwards and some of those, a lot of runways when they take a large caliber plane in are concrete. Um, so oh. And when they're concrete, you learn this stuff. <laughs> right. They'd melt and otherwise, huh? When they're concrete, they're seamed. Usually every 20 to 40 feet. Uh, right. They lay it. And so, or when they pour the deck. And so, yeah, that's a problem. I can't run on those. Yeah. And uh, concrete's not the best anyways. Uh, asphalt is primo. And right. this one in Bakersfield that I go to is uh, a little over a quarter, or a little over a half mile all asphalt. And very little crown. And very little uh, lights around the runway itself. Uh, that's another thing, you know. All those runways out there, like remote ones like that, they have a remote light system on them. And what happens is a plane can fly over and they key their mic a couple of times and it turns on the strip that's open. It turns the lights on so they know which one to go to. It's kind of a little thing they have. Hmm. The problem is, is that system's always on and it 
f's up your radio really bad. Oh, so you, so you have to have you, they have to turn it off during like they literally will radio the tower to turn off the system. I'll make a run. They turn the system right back on I me. Mean, the second my car even looks like it's stopped, they turn the system back on because if a plane has to land, it has to you know be ready to go. And we all clear the runway and then look at times and do whatever. So it's kind of a big, weird thing, too. We spend a lot of hours out there, and we only get maybe three or four real runs because it's just a, it's a very time-consuming process. So, yeah, I mean, I reach out on my show all the time, but, you know, maybe somebody on your show, I mean, if you know of a place, um, I'm really not afraid of travel <laughs> to get there to do it. Mm. I already came off the track at 198 miles an hour. Yeah, I, I know I there's more. Good God! I just want to go so bad and break 200, and then I'm done. I don't have to. I don't have to mess with it anymore. Wow! <laughs> I was almost gonna say real quickly, Tim, if you ever come up my way, I wonder if you can do it at Moffett Field because Moffett Field is a retired uh, Air Force base. Yeah, it's just. I mean, you, you got to find someone, and you got to find whoever's running that place and talk to them. Like that's how it works, you know. But like, hey, man, I want to do this. Can you guys close this thing down? Because if it's non-active and there's no planes on it whatsoever, it's way easy to close down. If planes can land on it, they have to put these 40-foot lighted X's at each end of it that stand up and light up. So planes know. Like, it's ridiculous the amount of stuff you have to go through. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to find a runway that no one uses that's not a big piece of crap. <laughs> well, that's the thing. This used to be – it used to be a like a – a pop, or I guess you, you know, whatever big active airbase, but then they shut it down. Uh, I think the last time it was used was maybe like a year or two ago when Mike Pence came to the Bay Area, and that was it. Yeah, see, chances are it's concrete. If, if they landed big jets on it, it would be asphalt. Hmm. They would, yeah, it's, asphalt. it's on the side of 101. You pass, I pass by it every time I go to whatchamacallit. I'll have to do a Google map on it and take a look. Well, how much, how much, how late, how long of a runway do you realistically need? Uh, pretty close to a half mile. Dad, we should talk to just for shits and giggles. We should talk to the Commando airstrip. Get Tim up here for land land speed record yeah. and Northwest no Nationals. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they get like a plane a week. So oh, birds it was real bad. bad. And some of the best down. crawling ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been up there for that. Yep. You need an RC vacation up here, dude. Dude, I need some crawling. I have not gotten any in. I didn't go to Axelfest this last year because I really had my doubts. And, oh uh, yeah, it wasn't into what was happening. It just felt it felt it felt weird, like like when your mom all of a sudden starts dating Kevin. You know, you're like, what the f what is happening here? It's so weird. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> Are you trying to say then that Axial Fest was the Sammy Hagar of Axial Fest? It, it, it was like that. Yes, yes. That's a good yeah, That's what it felt like to me from the time I I mean, I'm sure they're nice guys and they did their videos just just like Rodney and, and everybody did them. But it wasn't Rodney and everybody. It was two dudes I don't know. They just didn't have the panache oh, that David did. No, I didn't know who they were. I didn't know their background. I didn't, I don't, why should I trust these guys? They're telling me there's bathrooms. I don't see bathrooms. I know where this place is. <laughs> Come on. What's going on here? Oh, they were bathrooms. Well, oh, yeah, there's the outside. There's always a bathroom. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like they, no, they legitimately had bathrooms down where like you actually were camping and stuff. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Oh, I, he's I, going now. So I would love to. Yeah. Sell on it. <laughs> yeah, you can sell it. <laughs> I mean, I I guess like I said last year, 
or the year before, like, you know, if I don't get a room, I ain't going. And so no one called me with a room last year, so that was that. <laughs> don't feel bad. We weren't even invited either. We didn't get. We didn't even get a prospectus or anything. It was like we had never even been that's to one so, before. That's so crazy, huh? I mean, think about all the <laughs> stuff we've done with them and everything. Yeah, ah, whatever. It's how it is. I know. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, oh yeah, you you definitely do. You understand. Dude, in this hobby and in, in all, I mean, honestly, in all kinds of hobbies and not even hobbies, but things I've I've done, um, you're just a piece of gum. They're gonna chew on you till there's no flavor, and then they spit you out. And that's that. So, yeah, a bunch of dudes who mm-hmm. wipe back to front. Ah, life is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Well, let me let me ask this last question then. Um, our own English Colin asks, um, which I guess this is more of a question for you, Tim, because I don't really know how this works in the drag racing world. But uh, general racecraft etiquette: what's considered a a dirty move, uh, do's and don'ts. Is there really any of that as far as etiquette goes in the like the the drag world? Is it kind of not really an issue? Um, no, I mean not to me. I see stuff I can't stand all the time. Um, it depends too on it. Uh, no prep. You know, there's a multitude of things can people can do to be really annoying and jerks and no prep. Um, but it really, I'd say it it always seems to center around staging your car. That's like the last time you get to touch it and get it in the beams and get it ready to go. Um, and, you know, if if you want to play games with people, and I've, I've been known to maybe do a thing or two like this uh, in a big race, is, you know, you, you, you go up there, and, it, and the, the rule is they're supposed to have, I think it's like a minute from the time the other car is staged. Like, you have two stage beams once you're fully staged, right? The other car has a minute to get staged, the lights go. And so if I know someone's slow, I'll go up there and slam that thing right in the lights and then come back and stare at them and go, get that clock going. Let's go. Like, just get on them. Like, you know, I want to put all the pressure I can on them. And then sometimes what I'll do is then they'll hurry up, they'll get it staged, and then I'll go up there and pull mine back out and then restage it again. <laughs> but, you know, it's just it's just, it's just games like that. I mean, it's games Getting in their heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, there was, a, there was a kid a season ago I was racing at the drag strip, right? I had this round, and I have this kid, and I see him. And I'm standing there with my son, right? And I, I look at my son and I go, I go, see that kid I have to run? He's like, yeah. I go, well, I go, I can tell you right now. What's, I go, I'm going to sit on that green light and wait for him. I go, I'm going to sit because I can tell you right now he's going to red light because he's all jacked up. He's got to race me. I can see him looking at me. Like I could see it. I knew what he was thinking. He's like, oh, shit, I got to race that guy. That's that Tim Smith guy. I just started racing. You know what the hell? <laughs> and I go, I can see it. He's gonna red light because he's so jacked up right now. He can't he can't calm himself down. So the biggest mistake I can make is is try to race him. Like just sit back, let him do his thing, let him wreck, let him do whatever. So I sit back on the green, boom, he red lights, takes off, slams him the wall. I'm like, dude, dude, oh. <laughs> I look over at my son and he just shakes his head and walks away and I go, Yeah. That's 30 years, young man, right there. I know my shit. <laughs> and I just, I know, I know what it does to a kid. You know, to a younger guy has to race me. It's fun. So, sorry. that's awesome. There you go. <laughs> Interesting. Um, well, yeah, did, are, you're pretty much on a time constraint, aren't you, Tim? Yeah, kind of. I mean, okay. If you got one more, I can squeeze another one in. That was pretty much the last uh, question we had of substance. Were you looking at just your guys's or our page too, Trav? 
Well, I looked on yours too, but the best question I could find on there was uh, tea and cake or death. Oh. What does that mean? Was that Ty? That was Ty. God, there's 12 <laughs> comments now. Let's see. Maybe see, check it for you because maybe I'm you can see right more now. than I can. Podcast nope. challenge, build no prep cars and race. Yeah, we're still working on that. Um, please have please have Tim explain batteries and motor turns to Adam. <laughs> you have to listen to the last episode of that scale RC show oh, to understand boy. that one. My, my question, take or pie. Hey, I can't help that I admit that I don't understand this stuff. At least you admitted it and didn't try and bullshit your way through yep. it. Yeah, we got plenty of those. Hey, man, uh, go to the internet. They'll have all the answers for you. <laughs> yeah. Will, you will AE have a kit version of the drag car? Yeah. Well, that would be neat. I mean, yeah. You know how they are. Everybody's <laughs> so hot on the whole builder's kit thing right now. It wouldn't surprise me, but who knows? I don't know why everybody even cares. I mean, who, why do you want to build that thing? Just take it out of the box and race it. You don't got to do anything to it. What? Why? Well, it's like the dudes that are buying the elements and stuff. We it's... put the right shock oil and diff lube in it. You have exactly what my car has. I mean, what... I, I just I don't want to pay for the electronics. I've got all my electronics here. That well, and that's what'll happen if people yank the electronics out immediately. That's what happened when Element released their crawlers. It's got basically the AE5, which is a ESC. It's been around forever and is reliable. But the first thing people want to do is take it right out of it, even though it yeah. you know works well, I mean, just fine. I... I even said on here, man, I'm running a 3100, and it has like a 3300, so it's essentially the same motor. It's in that realm, I think, is the going to be the spot with a little tuning. So, right. I mean, dude, that car is... I had a guy actually message me the other day and say, oh, yeah, I pre-ordered one. Can you tell me what I need to do to it? I'm like, nothing. It's already got everything I have in mind. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, it's just a copy. Me and John Schultz and Jonathan Schultz. I mean, all three of those cars are fast. And uh, Jonathan Schultz, that it's been winning everything everywhere he goes with that car. That's so, great. I mean, it works, though. But this question is kind of, I don't know how to really answer this one. How would you rank the hierarchy of RC skill set? Car, buggy racing, drag, crawl, boats, planes, drones, heli, etc. How would you rate the drivers of the above-mentioned groups in terms of attitude? Perhaps who's the easiest <laughs> to get along with versus the most snobbish? Oh, God. Uh, I, I don't know. Helicopter's the hardest <laughs> to me. Helicopter's yeah, the hardest. The air, air stuff's gnarly. That's yeah. just, I don't know. I See, the thing is, it's like I got a lot of respect for all kinds of drivers, whether it's crawling or drag racing or on-road or whatever. Like, everybody, you know, the top guys all have worked years and years on polishing their skill sets, and yep. they all pretty much own it. So I, I think they, they all deserve, you know, equal respect across the board. Yeah, I agree. Same exact thing. And uh, would you guys ever buy cheap crawler parts from Banggood or Ally Express? I don't even Absolutely. need to finish the rest of it. No! Don't do it. I've heard all kinds of things about people not getting what they ordered, so don't do it. And uh, that's the last of the questions on ours. I've never understood the appeal of saving $5 to have it show up four weeks later. Yeah, it says, like, delivery six to eight weeks, and, <laughs> yeah, it's like, huh. You're going to get a virus with it, like. Well, I'm going to tell you a little story. We ordered something off one of those things that pop up on uh, Facebook. It, we ordered a, uh, it was like a Death Star floating, you know, 
Bluetooth speaker kind of thing, right? <laughs> and a few weeks later, a package shows up from the company that we ordered it from, and it ended up being this really small, tight, latex red dress. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yep. Yep. Uh. Like shiny, bright red. It it would look good on some people, not so much on me. That is. I was just gonna ask, did it fit? <laughs> <laughs> now that you mentioned it, I'm gonna go upstairs and try it on, <laughs> just for you. Oh my god, that you couldn't even make something like that. That's great. Yep, and good luck trying to uh, have it exchanged or returned. <laughs> You're stuck with it. Yeah, those sites are so sketchy. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah, my only thing about all that, buying the cheap stuff, my philosophy has always been buy once, cry once. Don't sit there and you'll be you'll equal up to what that one part would have been buying the cheap stuff four times. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was crying, but I was laughing so hard I was crying. I could see that. <laughs> God, that's so funny. That it was almost good. almost worth wasting the thirty-five or forty bucks that I spent on that thing. That's so oh, crazy. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, so Tim, well, sweet. Uh, belted or non-belted tires? I'm still in the non-belted world. Um, I've tried belted. J Concept sent me some prototypes to test, and uh, I have some of the Proline reactions and. Um, I think a tire needs to grow a little bit, a little bit. To me, a thicker carcass, like the thickest, as thick as the banding is that they're sticking in the belted ones. If that was just a big, thick piece of rubber, I, I think I think they're closer there. I think I think a tire that doesn't stretch as much is better than a belted one that doesn't grow at all. Because what happens are the sides sort of grow up like uh, I don't know, like horns on a devil. Like they shoot up the sidewall, stretch up, and the center stays low, and so you eat the whole edge of your tire away, and the center is never touching the ground, so you don't really get traction. So, oh wow, yeah, that's what I'm seeing happen with them. Crazy. Wow. So, I actually bought non-belted just because I read that you had said that they weren't quite there yet. So not quite. There, there is someone that's listening to you out there and didn't try and argue with you about it. Yeah, I bought I bought unbelted as well. There you go. And are you are I'm you building on Colin? Oh wait, did I say that out loud? Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm stoked on it. I I can't wait. Right on, dude. That's great. It's a good time. I just oh. want to do a bunch of burnouts and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Right on. God, that's awesome. I, I should probably order another set of tires right away. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm, I've got about 15 sets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Tim, thank you so much for joining yes, us. Thank you. This, appreciate taking, it. Taking the time. This is this has been awesome. Yeah, guys, I really appreciate you having me on here. I never get to go on another show. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to go and just relax and do my thing. So, well, I, I think Keenan's going to be jealous that we, we had you on before he did. We'll have to have an international Super Friends episode then. He's, he's been on Keenan's <laughs> yeah, show Yeah, he before. got me on. Oh, that's right. Ago. It was, yeah. I feel bad because I don't know. I think I was in uh, just a eh mood because it wasn't a very good show. I mean, I didn't think so from my perspective. 
I meant to reach out to him. So if he hears this, dude, I'll come back on and we can try again. Maybe I'll be funnier then. <laughs> I was I just wasn't ready for whatever reason, you know. Everybody know. has those times. It yeah, happens. man, whatever. I can't keep this up all the time. My God. True. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> well, 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 thanks, yeah, man. Thank I appreciate it a much. lot. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Yeah, man. All right. Thank you, guys. All Thank right. You. Catch you keep later. Up, keep up the good work. Thanks, man. See ya. See ya. See ya. That was. And then there were and four. Then there was four. Yeah. Are we keeping this party rolling, or what are we doing? That's entirely up to you three. Because I know, I know Colin's got a list of shit he's trying to do before oh, he leaves that's tomorrow. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you guys are at because we are about an hour and ten minutes in. So Yeah, well, that's my fault. So uh, I'll deal with it on the other end. We can keep going. If you guys have stuff you wanted to talk about yet slated for this week, we're totally game to join the conversation. Oh. So. Adam? Well, well, haven't you like listened to any of our shows? We we fly by the seat of our pants. We don't even know what we're talking about until we start recording. Have you ever listened to one of ours? I don't think we're any different. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, the only thing I'm going to say right now, because now I'm seeing all these, you know, because when I, like, the house that we're working on up here in Truckee, like, it's the weirdest thing. It's like the cell phone black hole. I have service Till you're three doors down from this property, no cell reception. As soon as you leave the property and you're three doors down the block, boom, cell. It's like so. I never got to see any of the questions or anything. Um, I didn't under. I don't. I don't know why everyone's got to pick on me for not understanding the brushless. You know, I didn't honestly didn't even know <laughs> there, were, there were turns. I thought that was just a brushed thing. No. But, well, no. In, in your defense, why would you know that? You know. It's like it, it doesn't translate into your world at all, you know? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, so. Uh, no. Cut him some slack, everybody. Jeez. Hey, I don't care. I, well, hey, you know, somebody comes up to me and says, uh, can I run this 3300 kV motor? I'm like, I don't freaking know. What is that thing? <laughs> yeah, as soon as we start talking about kV, I'm, I, it, my, it's an orbit. I'm gone. Like, I have no idea from that point. I know turns, that's it. Well, yeah, I found I did find a chart. Maybe I'll throw this up on our page if you guys want to share it on yours. You guys can too. It was a conversion to kind of show you roughly what each one meant and like was that close to. But okay. it's still it's like it's I don't know. It, it was like the whole thing you had to learn when you got into the whole brushless versus brushed setup and crawling. It's like trying to figure out what each one kind of roughly was. Like, you know, if you're if you have your normal one nine crawler, you usually stay in around the three thousand yeah, about three thousand KV because that's about a like what they would call a thirty-five turn brushed motor. Not that you're gonna have the same, you know, power and all that stuff, but that's what they would consider it because it's like in the middle of the road or whatever. And then um, yeah. So to me it's all new. I gotta learn it all and you know. I guess Tim would have been the guy to learn everything from because he's been doing this the longest, but... He does kind of know a lot of things. So... Tim who? <laughs> yeah, oh. right. <laughs> That's what's so funny about that whole... That entire scene is just the... 
the new guys trying to tell dudes like Tim like how it's supposed to be done and stuff, and you're just like, oh my god, just stop. You don't know what you're doing to yourself right now. Well, it's kind of like, I, and I didn't bring this up when, when Tim was on there, but it's almost like the whole debacle with Axial Fest when everyone lost their minds when like they put the rules down. It's like, you know, it's their event. If that's the rules they want to put down, then that's what they're going to do. It's like either you abide by them or don't show up. Yeah, it, it's the same type of people that are getting upset that they can't use their Arma Creighton success with no prep, which I don't want to be racing a 8th scale Truggy on success. Like, I don't want to be in the lane next to that dude at all because you're probably not going to have a car left when you're done. So, Right, those, but if there's those, a, a bunch of them that come out and want to run... Let them do it. Let them run, right? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I just, Together. I, yeah, I just... Uh, if I was them, I wouldn't expect to be racing the like purpose-built cars because I don't think anyone wants to... Have somebody jump I think line. it's perfectly acceptable to draw the line there. Yeah. yeah. If you want to, if you want to race against these cars, then have one of these cars. Like it's, it's easier now than it's ever been. I mean, we we asked the question earlier in the show about you know what's the easiest one to get into now, and a month ago it would have been a completely different answer, because before that it was kind of a pain in the ass as we were coming to find out. Yeah. But <laughs> well, but let me put it this way: it was a pain in ass in the ass for you, team associated drivers. See, it was really simple for me to convert my slash. Well, yeah, simple, well, I think, but we just went the unknown trade a dude a car route on Facebook, and it went well that, to, that that too. But to be fair, the uh, the slash drag racing meta has been around for much longer. So you had people like I don't remember who. Uh, I don't remember the, the the online store that you referenced in your last show, oh. um, but where you could just buy the, the the conversion kits for the slash and the bandit. Oh yeah, yeah. It's performance hobbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those guys. So I mean, like you have those opportunities and stuff now. And so to like, wish I, if this had not come out from Associated, it wouldn't have been too long before something else was right there. But now that this is out, now you can just get into it, and this is probably the most complete RTR ever. I mean, really, in terms of what you're trying to accomplish. Well, you know, oh, spe yeah. speaking of being on an island, <laughs> I'm, I'm can't even I can't even track down a serpent short course truck. They're out there. They make them. Yeah, Terrio had one long yeah. time ago. Yeah, they're rear motor and all that kind of stuff. And I that's what I want to do. Convert it. I've got all the all my buggy stuff. I just convert it over the arms and all that kind of stuff. But finding one, and then I'm going to be the only man on that island. <laughs> just scared, scared to ask Serpent if they have any at the factory. Oh, I already asked. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, y you should probably just make a custom chassis. I'm like, no, you're defeating the whole purpose Jesus. of this. <laughs> uh, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I I may end up just buying a associated, but for now, I'm going to build it on a buggy chassis and. Uh, Jay and, and Travis, you probably remember that little hot rod body that I ran oh, yeah. a couple times. I'm going to put that on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And right. I'm just going to run it. I don't care. It it doesn't go. fit the rules, but it's going to be at such a huge disadvantage that, uh, you know, I'm not going to win any races, but, man, I'm going to have some fun. Till I, I don't can... know enough about any of this to actually say what I think would be competitive and what isn't because it might, might surprise us. Well, I, 
I know how to tune the stuff, so... <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, it, you're not going to own a turd, so, I mean, I'm sure whatever you do will be quick. And that's a good point, too, because I was talking with a couple of my uh, MKS teammates that are into the drag racing, and they said the same thing. It's th And this is where I really get lost, because, like I said, in the crawler world, there's no tuning your motor. You just throw it in there and you go. So there's no, like, oh, adjust the timing and do that. You know, there's, there's none of that. I mean, I'm sure people do it, but it's not a common practice. But um, they were saying, well, it's hard to say, yeah, go with this motor or go with that motor, because you can get a 3.5, and you can be going up against somebody who's got a 5.5, and theirs is tuned perfectly and the 3.5 is just stock and you can blow the doors off them and I'm the going okay now you lost me I don't understand what's going on <laughs> yeah see <laughs> that, that's where I'm hoping I can you know I'm no Tim Smith when it comes to tuning motors and all that kind of stuff but I understand boost and and being able to soften the car up on the bottom end and, and bring it on on the top end so um, you know and then getting the chassis set up I'm I'm pretty good at that kind of stuff so I think I can figure out how to make it go down the track um, but we'll see if anybody else can figure out how to get their their uh, real no prep car to get down the track. Well, so you know what? I know what happens when you put a two and a half turn in a car. <laughs> so is that what Tyler did? No, uh, no, he's running like a five. Okay, which is probably the best starting point if you're really trying to hit speed. That's yeah. where I. But dude, that's where I was going to start too. So okay, so that so that means okay. Then I got a question for you guys then, because I'm still looking at all these motors. Would you would you would you recommend a five point five or a four point five? Five 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 five. Yeah. See, Ty, Ty I told would, me to yeah. get a four five, but that's one of his motors, though, so I can only speak to what he told me. Like, I think both are perfectly fine options. The only reason I say the five five is because that's going to be a much easier starting point. And it's still fast as shit. Okay. But I think, um, I mean, I like if it were me, like I would want to get a four or five. But I don't know if I'm quite. I, I don't know how this is going to turn out for me. So I'd be scared to get a motor quite like that. And not that a five five is a big difference, but it's it's just enough that like I would feel more comfortable starting there. See, I'm I'm also thinking that our uh, track is going to be quite, you know, not. Uh, it's not going to be as grippy as some of those. SoCal tracks where they're perfectly True. smooth and they run on a lot, that kind of thing. Ours is going to be pretty slippery. Yeah, especially well, at the start of the year, it's probably going to have a lot of moss and crap growing on it too. Yeah, so yeah. A layer of funk we got to get off of it. I tell you what, though, running at the uh, the crummy like Hobby Expo concrete outside, if that's even what it was, um, those cars still hauled. Yeah. Those cars still hauled. Those things are fast. So I, I'm, I think maybe maybe for us out there, we'll have a bit of a moisture issue. But as far as like the actual grip itself, I think that it's still going to be dumb fast. Those midsummer like high eighties, low nineties days are going to be primo out there. Well, what's e if what's even better if I remember correctly is I think um, most of the day in sunlight that road is shaded. Yeah. Unless you go farther down where the, um, well, I guess our new pits are. Yeah, it's... Since planes are gone. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. No, I don't think there's a reason to be concerned, but I more to the point of I think that we're going to surprise ourselves 
with the speed we do achieve right off the bat. It's so weird to hear you excited about drag racing of all things. Well, I, Both I could get into actually. why. Well, no, I get it, but I mean, it's just it it trips me out because it's like the whole time I've known you guys, it's been you know like serious racer guys, you know, and then now there's like the whole this thing now. Well, you know, well, uh, yeah, some of the the my favorite racing experiences have been out on a Tuesday night at Die Hard. Yeah. And just having fun. Yeah. And the 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 setting and the scenery and the sunset and the weather it, it's it's all just so perfect. And yeah. I cannot wait to go out and and like on a Wednesday night or something right after work because we work fairly close to there now. Um, just head straight out and and you know you're standing around you're you're drinking a couple beers with the guys and doing burnouts and doing some drag racing. I, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. This is going to be a good year. I mean, it's already shaping up to be, but this is this is going to be a good year for RC. We got all kinds of cool new stuff, not just here, but you know, product wise too. So big things in 2020. <laughs> well, well, consider and then consider this is that like. Uh, we, we've been racing a long time, and RC is one of those things, off-road in particular, I think more of the racing disciplines, because um, the same could be said for on-road, is that it's like, you don't quite get out of it what you put into it. You know, you you, you, <laughs> you can put all this time and effort and money and stuff like that, and yeah, you might get, you know, something out of it performance-wise mm-hmm. and maybe some gratification, but like, look, you're not... You're not getting any of that money back. You're not getting any of that time back. Like so, the only real thing you can do about it is control how much fun you have. And so, I think what's happening is we're starting to see this sort of renaissance where people are starting to climb out of their shells a little bit and see all these different pieces of RC and be like, you know what, I want a piece of that because people are having fun. Because they look at other people and people are having fun. That's what I think is so exciting about the drag thing right now is because the general attitude surrounding drag racing right now is just fun. Yeah. You don't really get that with off-road or on-road right now in particular or the rock racing even because people take it too seriously yeah. and that makes them kind of turn their nose up at a lot of things and it makes it really uninviting. And when you can come to like crawling, and like uh, uh, Axial Fest, for example, there's a reason why Axial Fest has so many more people that are having, like, not only do they have, like, the amount of people tenfold that the biggest RC event anywhere does as far as the racing side goes, but how many more people are having fun and walking around with, like, smiles on their faces and, like, just having the absolute time of their lives walking around, like, man, I, I can't believe it's over. Yeah. Whereas, like, when we finish a race weekend, we're like, dude, I'm so done with this. I'm not looking at a car for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, there's there's something to be said no, about I, that, I get so. it. And with the, with the crawling and the drag racing, too, I mean, drag racing may be a little more so, but, you know, with with racing, your, your fun is kind of also at the mercy of the people you're on the track with. And with the drag racing, not quite as bad. With crawling, obviously, you know, like you had said, you get out of it what you put into it. And if 
you know, you're in control of whether or not you have a good day. You know, it's it's different than with racing where, you know, you spent four hours the night before changing all your fluids and getting your car all dialed, and then you spend the day getting cleaned out by some knucklehead the entire time, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's one of those things where it's also much, yeah, it's much more in your You control, control. your own destiny. Yeah, pretty much. That's I think that's why there's such a big draw to it right now. Um, it's just one thing. It's one more thing we can go out to the field and just have fun yeah. with. It's something we can take anywhere. It it it's just nice and it's new. And that's that's the other part is it's new. So obviously there is a little bit of hype surrounding it. That hype will eventually die. But I think at once it does, you're still going to have like a really strong core group of people. Um, I don't think it's going to fizzle out like rock racing did. Right. And I think the nice thing with the drag stuff too is like. Man, you know, abandoned parking lots at nighttime or a dime a dozen in the summertime. So you can, yeah, you can it, race anywhere. Exactly. And I just, while I'm, I've got this in my head, I want to touch on rock racing real fast. Um, we were like three years too early because now we have all of these platforms that are like, competition eight scale chassis based like technos and hbs and all these others that people are converting like sean rusin and like uh cody thompson those guys were converting their their eight scale cars from off-road yeah. um i can't imagine how much more fun rock racing would be with those platforms than like when the yetis came out like i think <laughs> we we really popped the top off that one way too early because i feel like that would probably be so much more fun now yeah no i agree Barring certain circumstances that ultimately led to the downfall of it, but that's a different subject. Yeah. Well, see, I think that was kind of like, you know, and it's like no disrespect to anybody like Sean Rusin or anything, but like it's kind of like what Tim said. They started getting too many classes, and I think it kind of like self-imploded. I think that's part of the reason why it's so hard for people to get into rock racing because it's like there's so many classes you don't – like where do you start? And yeah, yeah. There's a lot of rules. That's what killed Travis and I's oval stuff really quick. Like we wanted to do carpet oval for a while and we gave it one winter and like there was so many rules and guys were so gnarly about it and certain dudes were like, you know, running motors that they shouldn't have been and things and it was just too much crap. To Dude, it was, it was it was miserable. Game. Yeah. It was miserable. Like it's just it, how many how many times do we have to repeat this cycle of just absolutely self implosion? in every cool thing we try and set out to do. Mm -hmm. Why can't we just leave it alone for a little while? Like we talked about with the drag racing, like, you know, while there is a lot of positivity surrounding it and everyone's really excited to have some fun, there's a lot of people out there complaining either that don't even so much as own a drag car and they're calling for rule changes. Like it's, that's, the cycle's already beginning. And I'm really hoping that there's enough of a variety and uh, enough diversity in the drag scene to maybe have that not be as impactful to maybe not have it has have like be as much like as detrimental yeah i would say and ultimately kill that subculture of the hobby because we've seen that happen to a lot of others and i would really hate to see that happen to something like this true so just quit acting a fool just be cool (laughs) Like on it, like just be cool. <laughs> like, is that know, we're not out here to impress anybody, is that, you know. And is like, that the new Doctor Seuss book? <laughs> don't act a fool, be cool. <laughs> that's what I should. This is what I should have titled this episode, <laughs> but 
You still can. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, that's my that's my soapbox. But all right. Yeah, I don't know. My soapbox is like pretty close to like what you guys are saying. I just I don't know. I'm just so tired of hearing people complain about every little thing. It's like you know, dude, it's radio control. Have fun. I don't know. I mean, like that's the thing too. Like I'm not gonna lie. I'm trying to stay at a certain like spending limit on my drag car because it's not. I'm not going out to compete. I'm not trying to be you know, some whatever top racer in the world, you know? I'm just going out to have fun. That's all I'm doing. I'm not trying, you know? Like, yeah, of course you want to win races or whatever, you, you know, but you're, I'm not I'm not in it to compete like that where I, like, need to have this and shave that much, you know, weight off my car. Because, I mean, trust me, we already have seen some guys show up to some of our events, and their cars look like they got a lot of trick stuff, but they can't drive to save their lives. Yeah. Yeah. The- theoretically... You can spend nothing more than the money it takes to buy this kit to put it on the track and dominate. Like, it's completely possible. That's, that's I think, the big advantage this has is that, yeah, people can go out and do all of those things, but it's not going to help them. Yeah. No, I, get, I totally get what you're saying. Did- it's like, well, you remember back in the day, Dad, when we were like, We'd spend all this money on like, um, like the Traxxas LCG chassis, and then it was like, oh, we have to have all this RPM stuff for like the B4s, and um, oh, well, you need T-bone bumpers, and like all this like just stuff mm-hmm. that ultimately didn't amount to anything. I still don't think that like even even when we were, you and I had slashes before we even got like competition short courses, mm-hmm. I, I still don't think to this day the LCG felt any better, and. It we it's just people get themselves in that hole so quickly, and that's what I'm really excited for about this. Is like, I I want to get one of those. Like, even though we're building one, I still want to get one of those, and I want to spend absolutely nothing on it beyond putting some Proline tires on mm-hmm. it, and that's it. And I I there's no reason why I can't do that and have just as much fun as if I spent all this money, actually probably more fun because then I wouldn't be sad looking at this thing, thinking about how much money I put into Mm -hmm. it. So (laughs) there's, there's that side of it too. Well, like I was saying about our event, uh, you know, Dan Wilson spent, I don't know how much money on his paint job and he goes and runs down the track. Well, really kind of peer pressured him, but he runs down the track one run. The thing was on its lid slid for like 20 feet on its. Oh Oh, God. And, you know, it's just one of those things you could just see it in his face. He's just going, I can't believe – like, you know, I spent how much money and, and whatever, and now it's just destroyed. And it's like, you know, well, hey, that's kind of why I started off with the patina look on mine because it's just <laughs> going to add to it. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. have a poop body to use, and then we've got our good body. Well, and we found that out this weekend too. Like, Tyler's – you saw a picture of, of Wilbur's car. Um, it looked awesome. That's the one I think. Yeah, and it's the C10. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that thing after a, a pass here, like a couple of passes here and there throughout Saturday, uh, the top end of that thing is already roached. Yeah. So there's not a whole. I mean, like, yeah, it's cool, but like, it, you know, it's one thing if you want to build a shelf queen. It's another of like, 
if you put it on that track, it's not going to last. Well, what's funny is there was actually a couple guys that did that. You know, Well, Dan was one of them. When he was showing off the car, he had that body on it, and that's the one where he won our show and shine with it. But he actually was saying, he's like, well, okay, we're going to start racing. Let me put my race body on. It's like you know, a lot of people do that. They have their pretty shiny one that they have for their display, and as soon as they hit the track, they put the other one on. Or maybe it used to be a super shiny one. It's just the same one, just completely hammered because it's, you know, been crashed and, you know, got a road rash on the lid. Yeah. I mean, like, look, if you want to put, if you want to do that cool, or if you want to get this really nice paint job and have it on there all the time, go for it. But, I mean, like, just know, like, that is going to happen, and you, you need to you need to decide that now if that's going to be something you're cool with because it's unavoidable. It's going to happen, and it doesn't matter how good you are. It's so someone's going to cross that lane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> someone's going to make someone's going to make that run bad for you at some point. So yeah, it's just how it goes. True. Well, there yeah, I had what, something to contribute, and I forget what it was now. Because <laughs> it was a while ago, damn it. <laughs> oh, shoot. And no, uh, it's gone. Sorry. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, he says. What? Oh, boy. Well, does anyone else have anything? Colin, do you have anything? You know, I'm, I'm pretty flat out of drag race and talk. <laughs> oh, I remember what it was. Kyosho. And this is more for our show too, but um, the Kyosho rig turns out it's a mini Z. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know? Uh, I didn't know till I saw the thing. I knew they were coming out with a, oh. a crawler, but I didn't know what scale it was going to be. I was hoping it'd at least be 24th scale like the Axial one is, so that people can still use model bodies and stuff, but it's 18th scale, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't explain that one. I think so what I've noticed is Kyosho likes to do this thing where they they use the Mini-Z. So I'm hoping this is the trend that stays. But I, Kyosho tends to use like the Mini-Z as a sort of uh, test platform for whatever direction they think they might be headed in as far as like a different product line altogether. Yeah. As they come out with like a Mini-Z version of it first. Right. Um, Gauging interest. I'm hoping... Yeah, I'm hoping that that's what this is, and I'm trying to decide if it's really worth spending the money on putting a crawler together. Um, also, though, it's not totally unknown to Kyosho for them to just release something like that, and then the only thing you'll see out of them in the next year is a bulldozer. So it's like, it's yeah, just, that's, that know, company is just so all over the place, man. There's a certain amount of mystery associated with uh with them and, and what their moves are yeah. <laughs> sometimes you know it's really sometimes. really funny i was at when i went to reedy race last year i went the day before and stopped at a bunch of the companies i went and stopped at associated and got the tour and all that kind of stuff and i went to kyosho which was just a couple blocks away and i walk in and it it was very disappointing there yeah. they, they had a few a few things on display in the lobby or whatever and I, I was talking to one of the, the guys there, and their number one seller by a mile, not even close, they could shut everything else down and just survive on this, is the Mini-Zs. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. It's huge. It's huge for them. I've just never been that into small cars. 
I mean, they're cool, but it's just never really been my thing. Well, because they're not for people like us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's what it comes down to. It's just the versatility of of being able to take them kind of anywhere for any discipline. I don't think there's a lot. Of, I mean, many Z racing used to be kind of big, depending on where well, you Well, I look, think they but... used to have a track at their facility for mini Z racing at one point, but... Like in the maybe it was in the lobby or something like that. I remember like way back in the day, but yeah, I vaguely remember something about that. I didn't see anything like that when I was there, but they huh. they they weren't nearly as accommodating as like Associated when I went there. I got the Grand Royal Tour at the Associated, um, and it was funny because uh, the girl at the desk, who's uh, Sean's wife, um says, oh yeah, hold on, you know, she, we were talking for a little bit, and where are you from, and all this kind of stuff, and she said, hold on, I'll, I'll get somebody to come out and give you a little tour, and uh, she messaged, or she she paged somebody, she says, Richard, uh, can you uh, come out and give a tour? So I'm not thinking anything of it, I'm going to get somebody from the, the warehouse or something, right? And out comes Richard Saxton. No way. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the royal tour from, from wow. Richard, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's went, awesome. Went and got went in the offices and and saw all the big wigs, you know, all the the yeah. usual suspects. Yep, it was pretty cool. And walked through the warehouse and got to see all kinds of cool stuff. And they unfortunately wouldn't let me into Area 51, but but Bob was working in Area 51. I said, "All right, go get Bob. Tell him to come out. I want to say hi." <laughs> <laughs> so Bob came out, and the three of us stood and had a chat for a little while. That was pretty cool. It, it was way more accommodating than uh, going to Kyosho where you stand in the lobby and everyone kind of looks at you like, why are you here? <laughs> well, these days, I don't know if Kyosho America has employees. <laughs> yeah. So there's, uh, there's that I too. saw a couple. I saw a couple, but that was about it. That's man. so weird. Huh. Yep. Strange company, man. Yep. That's my story. I like it. It was a good story. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> I would definitely like to make it down there and check out some of those places. I'd like to at least visit some of the like tracks and hobby shops, you know, like OCRC and some places like Dude, that. you need to go to ProLine. ProLine's yeah, cool. That would be really yep. cool, too. That whole complex is Yeah, rad. we went to ProLine when we were down for the RCGP because it was kind of out in the same area. But the one place you need to go to if you go to uh, SoCal, you have to go see Oakley. I've heard, yeah. That place will blow your freaking mind. Oh my god! One of the dudes that I used to race with works there now. Yeah, Tim Tim Tunnerman works there now. I messaged him and while I was there, and he's like, "I'm in a meeting. I'm in a meeting." And a couple minutes later, he's like, "I'm on my way down." <laughs> so he gave me he, he gave me the royal tour of of Oakley, and oh my gosh, uh, got to cool. see the 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 manufacturing floor and uh, got me into the employee store where I bought a pair of sunglasses of course nice <laughs> <laughs> but it was that place man I can't even describe it it's like a post apocalyptic uh, I don't know wasteland kind of thing but it is so it's like a Di it's almost Disneyland where it, everything is so made up to, to look like this theme that they've got going on Right. It is so crazy, and they've got the museum and all that kind of stuff, and it, it's it's insane. You have to go see it. 
That would be pretty cool. Well, Trav Brandon Curry works there now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's been there for a while. Yeah. That would be pretty neat to check out, especially museum. Yeah, yeah. If you can get a a personal tour from an employee, it's even better. Well, if we ever actually make it down for Proline by the fire, we need to take a little SoCal tour while we're there. Dude, that'd be. I would love to be able to make it down for that. Wait, okay. I can never remember. Like, are there dates for that for this year yet? It's in May, isn't it? Is yeah, it? Isn't like the first weekend of May? I don't know. I'll have to look now. I just all I know is, you know, like traditionally, it's been sometime in May. We should at least look at it this year ahead of time because tickets to Ontario are generally pretty. Are you cheap. going down there, Adam? Um, I have to see. I'd like to. I. I mean, I really would like to. I just got to see how bad work is because. Right now yeah. we're we're kind of swamped right now. So like if there was any major event happening in the next like three weeks, I wouldn't be able to do it. Wow. Well, that's good though. At least just keeps so. busy. So did you have to record this entire time in someone else's house that you're working on? No, no, no. I'm at um, Michelle's parents' place up in Oregon. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were like trying to make it work in the house that you're working on up in Truckee. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh. No, if we were up there, dude, forget it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to talk to you guys. There's no, there's like nothing up there unless unless they had Wi-Fi. There's nothing. No, we actually, so not that it's like exciting or anything. We actually drive up and back every day and it's about a hour, 15 minute drive. That's so, not too terrible. That's all right. No. No, and I thought about being like Elio and taking a picture every day when I pass by the Donner exit, but I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Is it just all snow up there right now? Yeah. Nice. Snow starts at about, I want to say, well, right now it's actually high because it's been kind of warm, so a lot of the lower stuff's been melting. I want to say the snow starts at about 3,800 right now. Um and then it's all the way up to Truckee. There's still, I mean, the house we're working on, there's still like three, four feet of snow outside. Wow. So, That's crazy. Yeah, but it hasn't snowed in like I don't know how many weeks. Well, probably since I was up here last was probably the last time because we actually didn't go up that Thursday because they were getting one to three feet that day. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. That's gnarly. So, yeah, but – yeah. Well, that was at yeah, that was at the summit. They were getting 1 to 3 feet. So we were like, yeah, we're not even going to fight that. We ended up working semi local down in uh, Granite Bay, which is like 30 minutes the other direction down the hill, so wow. But yeah, so I don't know. Uh the, the only reason why Axia Fest is e- like I guess you could say easier for me to attend is because I could stay here in Auburn and it's like 45 minutes away. Right. So it's like not that hard to get to. Um, Proline by the fire, that's like a six to seven hour drive. Yeah, I think it's almost 18 for us or something. That's like insane. That I, I'm not doing that drive if we're going. That's why you fly. Okay, yeah, I've driven to that's the other so problem. many times. It sucks so bad. But that is the other problem with flying down there because I looked into that too. Where they have it at is like an hour and a half away from the closest airport. So yeah. you got to have somebody pick you up. So like, it, it's like, it's like really, it's like you could like, cause I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh, I'll fly into LAX or something. And then you're like, what? It's like two, it's like almost two hours away from LAX. And you're like, okay, well, what if you fly in here? Oh, it's still an hour and a half. Away. You're just like, all right. 
Oh. Yeah, you'd have to like rent a car and oh man. Yeah, so I don't know. So interesting. We'll yeah, see. we'll see what happens. It it'd be cool, but there's a there's a lot of events, not just that, that are on my bucket list. I always wanted to go to King of the Hammers. Yeah, me too. That would have been that in cool Utah. No, King uh, of the Hammers in Johnson's Valley down in uh, SoCal. It actually oh, okay. starts this week, so we'll yep. be able to watch that live on Ultra Force YouTube channel yep. this week, which is rad. So, is that a scale event, or are you talking about the the full size? It's, it's, it's the real it's deal. Real thing. Yeah, they used to have a scale event there, but once like the original Axial crew left, and the I think really the only other people keeping that event alive was Jason and Dina at CKRC. They were they drove down there every year for like I want to say three or four years and they'd hold the scale event and all that stuff down there. Uh, so yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I, I think they are doing something down there, but it's I forget who's doing it now, but it just doesn't have the same appeal yeah. that it did back in the Axial days. But as far as like real racing goes though, like this will be the second year they've had trophy trucks, so that is gonna be really cool to watch. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited for it. I can't wait till this weekend. It's gonna be good. Oh yeah. Well guys, I know I've got a lot of work to do still, so should we call it? Yeah, I think we're uh I think we're good, so but yeah, no. Hopefully this uh this lived up to everybody's expectations, but it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed having uh, Tim on and finally being able to do this big crossover that we've been hinting at for a while. So that was one of the things I wanted to check off the list this year was all the stuff we were hinting at the end of last year. This was one yeah, of them. Yeah, awesome. So, but cool. Well, thank you guys so much, and thank you everybody for listening to uh, this week's of either That Scale RC Show or Track Walk, depending on which one you've listened to, or both, if you like this episode that much. True. Um, we really appreciate you guys uh, with your support week in and week out, and obviously huge thanks to uh, That Scale RC Show for coming on and talking to us this week and allowing us to talk to them and then tim for taking time out of his busy schedule to talk to all of us it was a lot of fun and hopefully we'll get to do this again very soon so oh yeah all right guys thank you much awesome well rad see you see you guys thanks guys